0: amen <laughs> amen you know I used to um, I used to work at uh, Sikorsky's years ago I don't know some of you might have heard of it it's a factory in Stratford. they make helicopters um, I worked there uh, 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 years ago and I had I, you know, I don't want to say how long but years ago <laughs> amen and I I, I met a guy and uh, I became real close to him that um, that I worked with. His name was Pat and he was a real big guy. You know, he was about six, four or something. You know, he was big and stocky. And you know, I thank God for him. He, he When I came there, he took me under his wing and he helped me. And listen, listen, one day I you know, something happened with my boss and and um he came to me and he was getting on me, he was in my face and and um you know, I was trying to defend myself, and he was you know we were going back and forth, we were going back and forth, and you know um all of a sudden it, it, it got quiet and he you know he looked at me and he said, uh, um." Okay, Mr. Green, you could just go back to work. Just go back to work. And he turned and he walked out and and um, you know, you know, you know, sometimes we get a little puffed up, you know, like <laughs> I felt like I did something, you know. <laughs> my chest started sticking out. <laughs> and you know, I, 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 I turned around and it, it just so happened that uh, my friend was standing in back of me like this, <laughs> you know. You know, I'm down here. He was up here, you know, so my boss didn't see me no more. My boss saw him. Amen. How many of you know that, you know, when we abide in the presence of God, amen, and God is, he said if we abide in him, he'll abide in us. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. How many of you know when you are in situations, God is standing behind you, amen, amen, you know what I'm talking about? God got your back. Amen. We well, see, we don't have to fight on our own. We don't have to defend ourselves because He will. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I read in Psalms uh, 91, verse 1 and 2, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadows of the Almighty. Amen. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, amen? Today, I want to talk to you about the benefits of abiding obedience. Abiding obedience is a choice. Abiding obedience takes sacrifice. Abiding obedience is when you get up to pray even when your flesh wants to stay in the bed. Amen. Abiding obedience is walking in love even when you don't feel like it. Amen. Abiding obedience is doing what God tells you to do even when fear tells you not to. Amen. Abiding means to continue in a fixed state and remaining there. It means remaining true even when your flesh craves something else. In Corinthians 15 and 58, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Being steadfast means abiding. Amen. Abiding means being unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing this, see, when you're doing God's work, you got to know regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what people say, knowing this, that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Again, Psalms 91. I like to read it from the New King James. It says, he who dwells in the secret place, Of the most high, the secret place, amen, of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the almighty. This is a promise of favor and protection to those who dwell in the secret place of the most high, who abide in the shadow of the almighty. Amen. It's talking about dwelling there. Somebody say dwelling there. Come on now. It's not talking about visit there. It's talking about dwelling there. A dwelling place is a place of residence. Amen. This is speaking of those who make the Lord their habitation. The Lord wants to make it, wants us to make it a habit a habit. Of being in his presence. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look at what happens when you do that. Look what happens when you make the Lord your residence. He says in Psalm 91 verse 9 and 10 it says. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. Even the most high your dwelling place. Because you have made the Lord your residence, because you have made the Lord uh, a a, a place where you're just not visiting. Amen. But you have made him, uh, it has become a habit. Because you have made it a habit to come in his presence, it says, No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague can come near your tent. No evil shall be allowed to before Listen, that's not saying no evil is going to come your way. That's just saying that it's going to come, but it's not going to overtake you. Yeah. Amen. It's going to come, but you are going to be able to withstand that evil. Amen. When you dwell, when you abide in obedience. Amen. Listen, oh, abiding, the abiding, Obedient man and woman stays under the umbrella of God's presence. His, in his presence is the fullness of joy. Somebody say amen. In his presence is the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. One of the greatest pleasures obtained in the presence of the Lord is wisdom. This brings me my first point. Point number one, abiding obedience reveals purpose. Psalms 91 and 11 says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Let me say that again. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Notice that the Lord gives charge to his angels on our behalf. You know, Hebrews 1 and 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits, speaking of the angels, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The scripture says he will guard you in all your ways. When you abide in his presence, you get revelation. When you abide in his presence, you get wisdom. When you abide in his presence, you get understanding. You get clarity. You get vision. You get clarity of your purpose. When you abide in his presence, you find your purpose. Somebody say amen. amen. How many know, if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you, you need to go to the creator of the thing. I think Danny spoke on that last week about how, if you want to you know your purpose, get in God's presence, the creator who created you, amen? Yes, let, let me tell you something. You know, Pastor Mary and I, You know, we worked in the children's ministry, the infants, the youth ministry. And see, I I found out that wasn't my ministry. (laughs) (laughs) But we worked there, amen? We worked in the children's ministry. We worked in the youth ministry. We worked in the, the, the singles ministry. We worked in the couples ministry. We worked in the marriage ministry. Amen. We worked in ministry ministry. Amen. My God, we was looking for our purpose. You know, but we found our purpose. We remain faithful in his presence. The worst thing in life to, is to live without knowing your purpose. You know, Paul expressed it in, in his prayer to the church of Ephesians. Um, he prayed, and I'm going to read it real quick. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before, fa- before the Father, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you and I to be strong with power through the Spirit in, your, in our inner beings. I'm going to speak to us, amen, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Now, here, here, here it is, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend, to understand with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of christ that surpasses all knowledge somebody say amen yes. that you may be filled with all of the fullness of god yes. amen when you're filled with all the fullness of fullness of god you know your purpose yes. amen now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think according to the power At work within me, at work within you, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. That's not talking about back then, but that's talking about us right now, forever and ever. Amen. Somebody say, abiding obedience obedience. reveals purpose. Point number two, abide, abiding obedience provides God's presence and power. Verses 14 and 15, I'm, I'm, I'm all in Psalms 91. Verses 14 and 15, it says, because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him the power of God. I will protect him the power of God because he knows my name. I got to I got to camp out on that because he knows my name. Amen. How many of you know God's name? Amen, see. Wait, let me let, let me don't get ahead of myself. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. Amen. Because you know God's name. See, because you have a personal relationship with God, he will protect you. See, Dr. Tony Evans says in his book, Kingdom Marriage, if. And when you operate under God's covenant, consider this analysis. When it's raining outside, most people will open an umbrella. The umbrella umbrella covers them from the rain. The umbrella doesn't stop the rain, but it does stop the rain from reaching you. It doesn't change what is happening around you but it does change what is happening to you. Come on now. See, uh, abiding obedience provides God's presence and his power. When you abide in obedience, you will understand, you you will be under the umbrella of God's protection, protected from the storms of life. How many of you know when it rains down the storms of life, if you are under the umbrella of God's presence, it can rain all around you. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't getting, y'all get that. Some, sometime when you get home, amen, you'll get that one. See, the rain, the rain may fall. The wind may blow. The storms may come. But God promises you, God promises you to be our shelter in the storm, amen? He promises you, he promises me that he'll be an umbrella from us. He'll he'll cover us under his wings when we abide in his obedience. Many of us are like the ten men. How many of you watch The Wizard of Oz? Hey Amen. I, I know that, that that it's a classic. I know it I watched it years ago. I said, Lord, I don't know. These are young folks I'm talking to. <laughs> but I thought about it. You know, they they um they did a remix with um Michael Jackson and um who was that? Uh Diana Ross. So y'all young folks, y'all kn- y'all know what I'm talking about. You know it was um what was it Toto? <laughs> it was who? It was Dorothy. It was the lion. It was the scarecrow and the tin man. Amen. Well, see, see, you know the tin man, he found himself outside in the rain with no covering. You know the, you, you know what I'm talking about? He was outside in the rain with no covering. Amen. And see why he was outside in the rain with no covering. You know, he got stiff. He got stuck. He got stuck in his mess. Amen. He couldn't move. Amen. He was bound. He was locked down. But uh, see, Dorothy represented the mercy of God. You know, the mercy of God. You know, Dorothy represented the mercy of God, the mercy of God who bailed him out by pouring some oil on him. How many of you know what the oil represents? The oil represents the anointing of God. The The oil represents the power of God. Come on now. My God. Hey, see, you know, many of us have not made that commitment to go all the way and fully submit under the shadow of the almighty, under his wings. We keep on finding ourselves falling into sin and begging for his mercy. Why? Why do we have to keep on begging for his mercy? when you can have it when you can have permanent access to his power and his presence amen you don't have to run you, you know you don't have to run and cry out to God for his mercy when you are abiding obedience in his presence amen God is good, isn't He? Somebody say, His power in his, his, his presence. Point number three abiding obedience leads to the fulfillment of the promise that we walk in freedom. Amen. In verse 16, it says, With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Listen, y'all, I don't know about you. I've been around around the block for a little, you know, (laughs) a little something, something, you know. And I can tell you that he satisfied me. I don't know about you, but he satisfied me. He gave me long life. I tell you today, I should have been dead. But he gave me long life. See, 37 years ago, I was in the hospital and two men came into my room let me just share a little bit of my testimony see I grew up in the greens Apartments. that's not too far from here I come from a two-parent home my mother was a stay-at-home mother she was everybody in the greens apartments mother my father was a hard-working man he was a great provider He worked at Sikorsky's for over 30 years. It was eight of us in the house. I had... You know, it was eight of us in the house. And uh, we... I'm just going to throw this in. This ain't even in my notes. But we had a chart. We had a list of how many people, you know, when you got a beaten because we you know y'all know y'all 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 know you y'all know what I'm talking somebody know what I'm talking about man I had three brothers and three sisters and one adopted sister and I, I say this I had three older than me and three younger than me and um you know the list went and in the the center had all these check, 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 check. Because I, 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 I was a hard headed kid. I had no direction. Somehow I ended up caught out. Before long, I ended up addicted to heroin. And in, 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 in and out of programs, I lost my job at Sikorsky's lost my self-dignity, I lost my sense of worth, I lost everything, I lost my car, I lost my hope, I lost my, my queen, I lost my wife. But I thank God for a praying wife. I thank God for a praying wife. I ended up in the hospital. I had shot so many drugs. The doctors wanted to amputate my leg. There in that hospital, I got on my knees and I cried out to God. There, that's when those two men came in my room and they prayed for me. They came in and um, they said, is so-and-so in here? And I said, no, because he had left and I came in. And he said, well, they said, well, God sent me for you. And they began to pray. And, you know, to make a long story short, I ended up with in Teen Challenge. You remember Josh talked about Teen Challenge. I ended up there in Teen Challenge. And in Teen Challenge, that's when I began to learn what it meant to abide in God. I would spend hours in his presence. I began to know God. It was there that I began to experience his love, his mercy. I found purpose for living. I found clarity and vision and understanding because I abided in his presence. He restored my life. He restored my marriage. But I have to say my journey with addiction didn't end there. You know, my wife and I, we got reunited. We, li- we went to Oklahoma. We lived there for three years, four years. And um, we went to All Roberts University. Then we moved back to Bridgeport. We began working in the ministry. And then the devil came. And um, it was one weekend, you know, but see... I have to tell you because I, I I'm 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 transparent, y'all. And, and see, I want you to get this because see, in my mind I kept thinking that, you know, I didn't do it all those years. I lived in Oklahoma for four years and I came back to Bridgeport and started in the ministry, so it may have been four and a half years. I have been clean. But in my mind I kept thinking that um Go and dip a little bit and come back. The devil is a liar. But what I what I want to say is that I, I I I ended up going and thinking I was just gonna go sneak and get high a little bit. And I went on a whole weekend binge. And I never forget when my wife came back and she I, I I just, when I went on a binge, I wasn't going home. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You know, I had a a powerful wife. She had a look on her. But anyhow, I stayed out for the whole weekend. But when I did come home, I never forget the look on my wife's face. And she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna pray. See what God tells me to do. And she left out. And I remember I put myself in a. And um, I, when she left out, I remember I had um, still had uh, some drugs. And I was at the top of my stairs. i go over time. I was at the top of my stairs. It's, it's funny because um, we had a staircase that goes, You go upstairs to the bedroom. Um, the bathroom was right there and I had the drugs and I was contemplating doing them and I heard the voice of God and I looked down the stairs and I was, I was raising Rottweilers so I had a Rottweiler standing there and his head turned like that <laughs> you know and, and, but I heard the voice of God but it looked like it came from the dog. I'm like, what? I mean, you know, God can speak through a dog if he want to. But I know I heard the voice of God. See, and God said, you can do that, and you're going to die. or you can throw that away. I'll straighten out everything. I stood there, I stood there, and I cried and I cried and I cried. And then I threw them drugs in the toilet and flushed them down the toilet. I went in a bedroom, and I got in God's presence. And from that day on, He set me free. Amen. I want to say. I want to say to you that what he did for me he can do for you the scripture says if you call upon the Lord he will answer and he will show you great and mighty things that you don't know not of John 8 and 31 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Disciples are who we are. uh, Disciples are followers or students of a teacher, of Jesus. He said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Somebody say freedom. Come on, freedom. Stand to your feet. I want you to know that God wants us all. It is his promise to us that we can walk in freedom. See. Hallelujah. Some of us, of us may have walked in here like the ten men stuck I want you to know that the umbrella of the presence of God is here today to set you free how many of you want to be free today God's promise to set you free Let's look to the Lord. I want to pray. I know. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we love you, God. We bless you. We honor you this morning. And, Father, I lift up those right now in the name of Jesus, those that are stuck, those that need the Oil of the anointing of the power of the presence of God in their lives right now Father Father we lift them up to you right now Father I pray that you would let your power flow I stand here right now with, under the authority and the power of God and I decree and declare that the bondages are loose right now in the name of Jesus. You are released from your bondage right now in Jesus' name. Whatever you are struggling with, leave it here right now. <clears throat> what is in front of you is your altar. Leave it at your altar right now. Leave it here. Amen. Amen. there's anyone in here that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want to ask you to raise your hands if you if uh, you know you you see the Bible says the Scripture says because He knew my name. Listen to me though, listen to me. What that that doesn't mean that you just know God that means that you know god as a deliverer you know god as a healer you know god as a god that will set you free that's because you've been in his presence see when i when i met my wife when i met my wife she told me her name was mary i knew her name was mary but I didn't know my I didn't know my wife. Amen. See, God is not talking about knowing his name like that. See, I pursued Mary. You know what? When I met, when I when I called my wife, I said, Hey look, honey. Uh no, I didn't say honey back then. She wasn't honey yet. I said, Can I come by and see you? She said, sure. So I came by and knocked down the door, and her sister said, She ain't here. I went downstairs. And I hung out in that building and went back up and knocked again. And they said, She ain't here. And I, I went back and forth. I hung out, I mean, I hung out for hours. And I went home. And I called her. And she said, Yeah, I was there I was looking out the window. See, but I was persistent. Amen. I was not giving up. See, when you're you're persistent with God, amen, that's when you learn his name. That's when you learn who he is. That's when you learn how to walk in the freedom of God. If you don't know God, if you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, that's where it starts. Amen, if you don't know God, if you just raise your hand up for a minute if you you may say that yeah I um you know I I thought I knew God but I'm not sure just raise your hand I want to pray for you amen amen I, okay you can put your hand down Um. but I want all of us to pray let's let's pray together with those who raise their hand say father God I admit that I am a sinner. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I ask you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart live in my heart fill me with your holy spirit teach me your ways show me how to live for you thank you jesus let's give the lord a hand let's rejoice for the angels of heaven are rejoicing right now thought if you would come up to front, come up front, we want to minister to you, we want to talk to you, we want to talk to you to give you guidance on how you can follow Christ, amen, God bless you, have a great day, see you Wednesday our mid, midweek service, amen, you are dismissed.